Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Serechia, and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome, folks. In last week's episode, I spoke with Molly Summer. Not long ago, Molly Summer's body was being affected by fear in a very real way. After visiting the ER and being told her condition was normal, she used every penny in her bank account to stop living the mediocre life that was slowly killing her. Her entrepreneur journey started with five dogs and the whisper of the forest. If you missed that episode, go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. This week, I am super excited to share my first solo episode with you. From here on out, I'm going to be sharing intimate solo episodes with you, along with fantastic interviews with exciting thought leaders, experts, and coaches. This week, I'm sharing how you sabotage yourself by facing reality and the five steps to fix it. Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. I hope you are well. I am so excited to be here. So I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I hope you are having a wonderful day too here in New Hampshire. It is gorgeous outside. Gorgeous. Beautiful. I have one more meeting after this, and then I'm going to go out and spend some time in sunshine. Today, we are talking about how you sabotage yourself and your business by facing reality and the five steps you can do to fix it. Whew. Face reality, folks. How often have you been told to face reality? When you have this dream, you have a vision, you have a mission to change lives, doing that through whatever you, way you impact the world. How are you impacting the world? How do you dream about transforming the lives of your clients? And how does that feel when you're forced to face reality? Reality. And let's talk about reality for a moment. Oftentimes people think reality is what you see in front of you. It's your house, it's your car, it's the state of your business, it's the state of your own health, it's the state of your relationships with your family, your family friends, your community, and your clients. In a way, that's true. It's reality because it's, you perceive it as your reality. And it's reality that other people see. It's the outward expressions of reality, your house, your car, your home, how you dress, how you present yourself. How are we really sabotaging ourselves 
Well, we're sabotaging ourselves when we face reality, when we're facing the reality of the things that we do not want to see in our lives, whether that is your bank account, your bank account is not reflecting what you want. There's not enough money in it, not enough flowing in, too much flowing out, not enough clients. Where are all the clients? You know, it feels sometimes that feels like reality. Where are all the clients living and playing and frolicking? And how can I get them to frolic in my group or in my program? We talk a lot about reality. The thing is, we create our reality. I remember way back in the day, and I might have talked about this previously at some point, but it's a lesson that I will never forget. I used to be pretty stoic, pretty stoic, like things would happen, I'd be cool, and I'd be able to approach things in a new way. But I started noticing a lot of people venting online. It was mostly Facebook at that time when Facebook first came out. I noticed people were venting all of the time. And I said, well, they must be doing that for a reason, right? So I thought to myself, well, I'll try it out. I'll try out venting. Venting is code for complaining. <laughs> and so I started venting, talking about the things that didn't work. Maybe I'd write it in my journal, the things that weren't working, the things that were unpleasant, the things that I didn't like seeing in my life. What I noticed, and it happened really quickly, it happened so quickly, I started seeing more and more and more of what I didn't want in my experience, in my life experience. I started noticing how fast money was leaving and how slow money was coming in. I started noticing irritating people. I started noticing bad customer service a lot. It was also around that time that I was doing a lot of traveling. So when you travel, you're a customer, you're a customer of the airline, you're a customer of the hotel, you're the customer of the restaurant. Because I was venting and noticing bad customer service, I just kept seeing more and more and more of that. One of the things that I did was I got sick of hearing myself complain. Have you ever had someone in your experience, maybe it's on Facebook, maybe it's in your family, maybe it's a client who they just complain all the time. And after a while, you just get sick of it. You just don't want to hear it anymore because it's all you hear. Well, I was having that experience with myself, but here's the thing. I can't get away from myself. Wherever I go, there I am. All right. And wherever I went, there was my venting and complaining and the evidence of what I was venting and complaining about. So I got sick of my own shiz. I try not to cuss when I record. <laughs> I got sick of my own stuff and I had to put a stop to it. So I gave myself a rule. I could complain about it once, you know, because we all need to recognize when things aren't the way we want to see them. All right. You can't just sweep it under the rug cover it up with a pretty pillow and say, oh, it's no longer there because it's still energetically, it's still there. It's still poking you in the ribs. Okay. And so you could complain, I could complain about it once. 
if I found myself about to complain about it a second time, I had to do something different. I had to think about it in a new way. I had to find a solution. And once I did that, things turned around dramatically and fast. But it took some practice because when you get in the habit of complaining, when you get in the habit of looking at things the way they are, especially if they're if what you see is not what you want to experience, that is a habit. You're looking for those things. You're training your brain to look for those things. It's the reticular activating system, RAS, RAS hands. You're training your brain to look for more of what you do not want of more of what you do not appreciate. So here are the five steps to turn that around. First of all, stop judging things as good or bad. Having judgment is not good or bad. It is, it's human, we judge. But stop putting labels of good and bad on things. Look at them as they are. Look at them as they are. And what does that look like? That it sounds, yes, I've been getting a lot. It's, it's easier said than done. And of course it is because you're learning a new habit. Of course it is. And it's okay that it's harder said than done. But you keep doing it if it's important to you. All right. So stop judging things as good or bad. And what does that look like? That looks like, say, if you're talking about money, I have this much in the bank. I have these bills. Don't put, oh my God, I've only got this much in the, in the bank. It's not enough. Or I've got, oh my God, these bills are like an avalanche. They're crushing down on me. No. Whew. Get rid of that energy. I have this much in the bank and I have this much in the way of bills. All right. When you look at things as bad, you want to get away from them. All right. You want to avoid it. It makes a bad feeling. You turn inward to sort of make that feeling feel better. Okay. And when things, when you put a good label on it, you don't pay as much attention to it. It's like, oh, that's good. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's going to be fine. And you can just ignore it when things should have more attention. Okay. So take the good and the bad off of it and just look at it as it is. And that's step one. Step two is refocus on the vision of what you desire. Now, notice I didn't say focus on what you want. All right, because want and desire are two different things. Okay, why is that? Want is when you want something, that means that you do not have it yet. Wanting feels bad for most people. Okay. Wanting feels like lack. It feels like, oh gosh, like you, you don't have what you need. Okay. Wanting connotes emptiness and lack. Desire, however, you can desire something that you don't have in your experience right now. Desire, think of desire as desiring that delicious chocolate covered cherry topped sundae. Oh man, my mouth is watering. Mm, I can already taste it. 
I can already taste it in my mouth and I'm appreciating the heck out of it. I'm pre-experiencing that chocolate covered cherry on top of a delicious sundae. Appreciate and desire those clients. Don't just want clients. Like, oh God, I don't have any clients. Oh, what am I going to do? This is horrible. No, desire those clients. Say, oh man, the transformations that they're going to be able to create in their lives and their businesses, it's just going to be amazing. I love working with them every single meeting that we have. It feels so fulfilling to be able to serve them. I know exactly who I want to serve. Change the want from, oh God, where are all the clients to the desire? Like, oh, my clients, I can't wait to serve them. I, I adore serving each and every one of them. Maybe this person, how can I serve this person for their highest good? So step one is to take away the good and the bad and look at things as they are. Step two is to refocus on your vision of what you desire. And step three is to look for evidence and opportunity in every moment of what you desire. Where can you find people on Facebook and, and just talk with them? And how can you serve them? How can you create material for social media that feels like service? that is satisfying to your innermost self, that allows you to represent yourself in a way that is full of integrity, full of ethics, and full of aligning with your abundance. Notice the feeling of wanting clients to, oh, I am fully looking for this evidence. I can put something here and I feel appreciated. So step one is to stop judging things as good or bad. Just look at them as they are. Two is refocusing on the vision of what you desire. And three is looking for evidence in, and opportunity in every moment. Like right now, what do you want? Look for evidence of it, of what it looks like, what it feels like, what it tastes like, what it sounds like, what it feels like in your chest. And step four is appreciate the hell out of every smidgen of that evidence. No matter how big, no matter how small, no matter how fleeting, appreciate it. Wallow in that desire. And five is repeat that process every moment. When you feel bad, how are you judging things? As good or bad, take the good or bad off. That's step one, look at it as it is. Two, refocus on your vision of what you desire to see. Three, look for evidence of what you desire at every moment. Four, appreciate every single delicious, delicious moment. And five, repeat. So that's how you sabotage yourself by facing reality and the five steps to fix it. Hey, I'm so glad you joined me today. 
As we enter the fourth quarter of 2020, I've got some fantastic interviews coming up and intimate solo episodes with me. Next week, I talk again with Christy Murray, hormone wellness and nutrition strategist in BlueVailWellness.com. It's a powerful episode, folks, so stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me and multiply your impact is to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs like you. I also have a special invitation to share with you. If you are a coach who wants to identify your self-worth, break through limiting beliefs, and overcome energetic blocks to scale to consistent 5K plus months, I invite you to book a call with me. We'll have an intimate conversation about you, your business, and what's holding you back from scaling to consistent 5K plus months in your coaching business. If you still need more help at the end of the call, and it makes sense to both of us, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. If this sounds good to you, click the Book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome.